guys, Jay Daniel here with Victor Marshall. We are the Sales at Home Podcast. We are live and in charge. What's up, guys? Dude, um, like we were just kind of discussing this, but like let, let's talk about interviews. Um, oh, dude, one I, of my favorite things to talk about. Yeah, it, it's um like so you're working more on the recruiting side, you teach a lot of people on the subject. Like, what do you see being like the most common problems that people are facing? Like oh, when it comes man. to like interviews. That's a loaded question. But okay, so I think the biggest thing that I've seen as far as interviews go, and I did a whole segment in course in the Undeniable Closer Mastermind called Interview Mastery. And in there we deep dive into all of this stuff that I'm about to get into now. But one of the biggest things that I've seen is people don't do their research. So they, they apply for an applic- on an application, they wanna jump into an interview, they wanna jump into a job, but they don't know anything about the company. They don't know the CEO's name, they don't know who they're talking to, they don't know the sales manager, they don't know other people who work there. So they haven't spent enough time and enough energy into figuring out if this company's even worth it. They're like, oh, I'll hop on an interview and make, I'll see on the interview if it's even worth it. And then they get on the interview and they blow the interview and they're like, man, I wonder why I didn't get the job. But I recommend you spend anywhere from 10 to 20 hours researching a company before you get on that interview. 10 to 20 hours, my dude. And here's why. Because if I know all that I can about your company, if I know every little detail that is publicly out there for me to know, when I get on that interview, I have I can pick and choose my pockets to shine. It's like yep. it's like freaking I can I can like Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady can read a defense. Tom Brady knows exactly where the defense is going to be. He studies the tape before every game. He knows exactly what plays they're running by the formations that they line up in. So he can say, all right, I'm going to pull an audible and have this guy run this route instead of that route. And then I'm going to hit him here in this pocket because I know this pocket is open. When you're on an interview and you've done your research, you can hit the pockets, man. You can hit the pockets and make sure that you are 100% going to get that job if you want it. And dude, can I, can I add to that? Like, like here's, here's an example of what that looks like. Like, um, like, and also, so when you have a lot of experience, like you can kind of lean on that a little bit more. Like if you're brand new, you're going to get hit with the objection because these are sales, these are basically sales calls, right? Like every conversation is a sales interaction, right? Like you're going to get hit with the objection. Like what's your experience, right? You're, you're, and that's them trying to prove that you you're good at your job, right? right? The best way to show it is by literally <clears throat> identifying like what they value, like what their hot buttons are, like mm-hmm. in a sales call and, and basing past experiences you had around that, right? So like <clears throat> before I had like experience, like I, this week I just had a bunch of like really good interviews with a bunch of like really top tier companies and went really well. And it, a lot of it was talking about my experiences as a closer. But before that, <clears throat> the conversation was like, hey, when I was in high school, yeah. You know, like here's an example of me sh- of me having an obstacle and overcoming it, and, and why that's valuable to you is because I was reading through your your sales page and I, and I was reading through your company's mission statements and core values. Right. And I noticed that you guys are looking for somebody who can persevere and overcome like challenges. I noticed that you value somebody who is, uh, you know, who helps people around them, who not just contributes to their own commissions, but that contributes to the people around them. Here's an example of me doing that. Right. When you understand the hot, it's the same thing with a sales pitch. Like guys, if you're in a sales call and, and, and you understand what they're looking for, that's what you're going to be talking about in your pitch. That's what you're going to be tying things to 
like as you're as you're asking your questions that's where you're going to be probing on so like like understanding psychology in the interview is 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 so important and that's why like the research is important yeah Um, and real real easy way to do that say you're trying to get into a company and you have no idea who works there but you know the company's huge they're probably on linkedin right so go on linkedin search the company name what pops up on linkedin everybody who says that they work at that company or has worked at that company what does that give you an option to do connect with those people ask them questions about the company get to know the company through the people who work there so that way when you get on the interview you're saying i was talking to linda and linda was telling me that you guys do this and you guys do that jerry said you guys do this and you guys do that overcome that that objection that new new salesperson objection before it even comes to the table before they even pull it out overcome it with your research with the fact that you've put in the work to know exactly what this company's doing you can prove that you can do the job and they'll never question your experience because you've already proven to them that you've done the work to to do the job yeah dude you you know like every here's what every like person that's near you and you is thinking like this guy's lazy he didn't even this guy doesn't even this guy didn't even research my company he doesn't even know my offer like that's literally what they're thinking if you come into the call and you're like yeah i i think i looked at your um I looked at your page, but I don't yeah. really remember. You can you can get away with it if you have experience. Like you can genuinely get away with it if you have experience, right? And you have like a lot of value to bring. But if you're brand new, like this is what you're being judged on. Yep. Like 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 does this person have a work ethic? Can I trust them? Can I rely on them? Like do 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 are they able to think at a deeper level? Because I think that's what a lot of sales is. It's just your ability to think. You know, 100%. you have to. You know what I mean? You have to be very, sales is very cerebral. 100%. You, you know? So that, that, that I think that's like the most important part. Because if you get that down, like interviews, sales calls, it's all the same shit. You yeah. Know? I, I had found something online a while ago then I taught it in uh, Undeniable Closer is when you're on a type of job interview, like what are we all? At our core, we're all what? Emotional people, Right. So that means at the end of every interview, it isn't about what's on paper. It isn't about your resume. It isn't about, you know, how good you look on paper. Anybody can doctor a resume. We know that to be true. Anybody can go on Google and BS a resume and it comes out looking shiny, right? But when you get on that interview, you've got to back all that up. So we, there's, there's a, a thought process that these people are emotional people. They've probably had a long day. They're probably interviewing a lot of people. They're probably stressed, you know, trying to fill this position. So knowing that they're emotional people, knowing that I want them to feel something positive about me at the end of the interview, what emotions should I target? And I found something online I'll I'll share right now. It's awesome. So for communication jobs, the the types of emotions you want to trigger are charisma, obviously communication skills. You want to be energetic. You're going to be persuasive, witty, and social. Bro, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten on an interview with someone who isn't social, who can't persuade me to even look in more into them. Wit goes a long way. Wit, if you make somebody laugh in an interview, that's probably the first time they've laughed all day. 
<laughs> they yeah, interviews, you know what I mean? Exactly. Like it's probably yep. the first time they've laughed all day, and you're putting you're putting them at ease because now they feel better about you because they're chuckling it up with you. They've got some kinship built there because you told them a joke. Dude, and like, you know, I want to add to that. So like, the, the, and this is why like a, a personal brand is important, right? Yeah. Like if they already respect you before the conversation, like the first impression is like they're an authority. We're, we're kind of in the equal place. Like they know what they're talking about. Like you're being judged so much at the beginning of the call and you're being put into a box with everybody else. So like, if you can make them laugh or even just have energy, right? Like you don't have to scream at the camera like I do, but like if you can literally <laughs> just, you know, like, oh, hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Um, I'm pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. if, it, if, it, if it's a real interaction and it's not like, because this is what I notice a lot of people do too. It's like, you're, I want the job. Yeah. Right. right? That's the energy, right? They're, yep. they're the, the employer is on, they, they see them as an employer. They see Please, them as an employee. Can I have some more? Please hire me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Please, you know, and, and it's like, you have no leverage in the interaction and you look like everybody else. Yep. So like, you know, having a personal brand helps, but if you don't even have a personal brand and it's a cold interview, it's so important to, to create that, like, like kinship, make them laugh, like just some kind of connection. And I, and I think a big part, because I think we don't, we're not as much ourselves when we think somebody's above us because we, we're trying to fit into like a box. We're trying to have them accept us. Right. So if, if you remember, like this fucker isn't any better than me, right? <laughs> like we're standing on the same like playing field. He has not met anybody with like, the qualities that I bring to the table and you, and you, and you're able to interact like this, like right. it allows you to make them laugh. But if you're in I, your head, you, you just saw a course or a video, like this is how you interview and you're trying to read the questions the right way. They're going to feel it. Like this dude's trying to win my approval. Yep. It's not going to work, you know? And, and that's the thing about questions when you get into, so when it comes to research, You've got to understand what your company's doing, what they're saying, what, what their goals and missions and value statements are, all of those things, right? But you've also got to understand that these companies are going to ask you all the same questions. In some way, shape, or form, there's, you can Google top 50 interview questions, and I guarantee you they're going to ask you at least five or six of them every single interview you ever go on. So why don't we have answers for those? Why don't we already know how we're going to, to answer those questions? Why do we wait to wing it? on the interview and then we fumble and stumble and I, 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 and then look like an idiot, right? That's communication skills. Doing your research improves your communication skills. That's one of the big reasons, the big areas where people ask me, how can I get better in an interview? Improve your communication skills. How do I do that? Start by researching, number one. Number two, economy of words. Are you familiar with that concept, economy of words? Yeah, dude, brevity. Yeah, it's like every word I say, and this is this is how I explain it. Every word I say is worth $1, right? And every question you ask me has a dollar amount attached to it. So if you ask me, tell me a little bit about yourself. I'm going to attach $20 to that. And I'm going to try to answer your question in $20 or less as concise and as impactful as I can. I've never thought of that. I'm not going to stumble. I'm not going to mumble. I'm not going to fumble through it. I'm going to try to answer it and spend the least amount of money on my end, which means the least amount of words coming out of my mouth, but the most impactful and the most concise that I possibly can. And you practice that. And when you can practice that, you get on an interview and suddenly you're smart. Suddenly you're well-spoken. Suddenly you're, you're quick-witted. You're, you're, you're there and you're in it and you're having a conversation where you're not reaching for stuff from the bottom of your soul or from left field to try to fill it in because you're, you're prepared, you're, you've used the economy of words. And I think that 
research, learning questions and economy of words, if you get those things down, you've automatically vaulted yourself high above any other applicant. Oh, dude, you, you know what else too? Because <clears throat> that's huge. Like, like if you want to, I feel like if you want a competitive advantage, like, like on the interviews, um, and, and I think this is kind of like dating, right? Like if you're just talking to one girl, right? Like your energy is very like clingy, right? You're talking to a bunch. Like, I, I think having that energy of like, dude, I'm literally talking to like seven different companies today, eight tomorrow, like I'm interviewing a lot. Like, like, I, I think that gives you the ability to almost like increase your status. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, this is, it gives you the ability to say, to almost quality, make them almost want to qualify themselves to you. Like, dude, I can't tell you how many times I said, like, you know what I'm looking for? I really value a company that has really strong fulfillment. Because one of the best things about having a really good offer, you can actually like resell people. You can feel really good about yourself. And I've been on offers in the past that I've had to leave because like the fulfillment just wasn't there. And watch the business owner structure qualify themselves to you. Like, dude, no, no, no. We we love now, now like you're in charge, right? So there's little, little like having a standard even if you're brand new, right? Like, like, hey, I understand that I'm brand new and I need to do a lot of activity to develop my communication skills to the level I want to get them to. So I'm looking for a role where I can even, like, this is a setter. Like, you're literally yeah. just, like, brand new. Like, so understanding the industry, you know, all the training I've invested in, I understand that I need to get a lot of volume because I need to work on these baseline communication skills because my vision, my core values, right? Like, like where I'm headed is here and I understand I need these pieces. Like, I'm really looking for that in, in, in the company, you know? Um, like just when you have your standards, it allows you to ask questions and the more questions you ask them, like, I, I feel like it's almost like inverted, right? Like, um, like I know it's, it's kind of opposite to what you said, but I feel like, um, here, I'll, I'll give you an example. So I had this, I had this a week ago. I'm talking to a business owner, right? Seven figure agency. I um, mean, he's, he's starting up a course thing and, and they're already making sales. And, and like, um, literally he told, like, he literally told me, dude. I've hired so many, like all the closures that I've hired that didn't ask me any questions in an interview, every single one of them failed. Like it was a fucking mess. And so it's like, you need to ask questions because oh, yeah. like, you know what I mean? If you don't, it's like, okay, cool. I'll sleep with anybody. I'll take anything. Yeah. I don't have any standards. Yep. You and know? like, that's, it's, it's a, it's a softball at the end of the interview when they're like, do you have any questions for me? And you're like, no, dude, you're missing a huge opportunity to flex on that research that you just did to be like, yep. yeah. So that's when you say, Hey, I talked to Linda and she told me that your company culture is one of one like this. Can you expound on that? Can you explain why that's important? All of a sudden they're like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. You know about my company culture. Yeah. So, like you're, you're missing opportunities to show how bright you are. Even <laughs> it's the best opportunity to pick up a fumble. If you fumbled that interview and you've messed up parts in that interview, you haven't answered questions appropriately or some of the things you said just didn't mesh and they ask you if you have any more questions and you come in with the research that you've done and you flex a little bit, that's a great opportunity to pick that right back up. Because then at the end of that interview, they feel something more about you. Yeah, at the beginning, they didn't go great. But at the end, you showed them how valuable and impactful you can be. And suddenly at the end of the day, when they're looking at that long stack of resumes, yours floats to the top because they felt that thing about you. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it's like, how many times have we, have we gone into an interview and we thought, man, I killed this. Right. And then nothing, we didn't hear anything back. 
because instead of instead of trying to show how good we are and like i'm going to answer everything right we forgot that the other person is another person on the other line and it like you're describing what you just described with how they're going to qualify themselves to you and the question answering back and forth it's a dance right and if you're trying to if you're trying to do the bachata and they're trying to twerk like it's two different dances right (laughs) two different dances so you've got to make sure you're on the same wavelength listening to the same music and that way that dance is fluid, it's smooth, it's beautiful. And I don't know about you, but when I've danced with someone and it's been great, man, I thought about that for a long time after that. I oh, like, don't talk about man, I'm, I'm Puerto Rican, bro. I, I can't really dance that good. That's one of my uh, character faults. Uh, so let's not talk about dancing. No, I'm, not I'm not really kidding, but uh, I do suck at dancing. But um, no, dude, 100%. And I think like part of seeing somebody as a person is understanding like it's not just, it's not just a transaction right yeah. like you're a you're a business you're, you're not a a, a a closer looking for a job you know what i mean like you're you're, you're a business owner so like that service means, provider right like maybe you'll sleep with her on the first date but like maybe there's a second one maybe she knows somebody who you know what i mean so it's like even if they dude I, i've literally and something i've been doing like uh, most interviews that i that i have like if i see one of the also really good sign if you see their ad that means that they're getting a lot of leads. They're paying for marketing. But um, like I'll see one of the ads after I interview with somebody and I'll comment on it. It takes two seconds, but it builds so much trust. I had a guy where he he turned me down. He's like, nah, dude, this is two years ago. But I had, a, I had an interview, right? And the guy was like, nah, man, uh, it, it, I'll give you like a C minus. I'll let you know, but probably not going to happen, right? I saw his ad. I commented on it. I was like, hey, guys, this guy's a straight shooter. You want to work with them, trust them. Cause you know, most ads, they're not yeah, getting much yeah. engagement. Most of it's shit talk. So I was like, like, trust this guy. I believe in his character. He's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Guess what happens within five minutes? Ring, ring, ring. Fucking calls me. It's what he tells me. He tells me, Hey dude, I already hired somebody for the spot, but I really mess with you. I'm going to get you connected to somebody in my network who needs a closer that I think you'd be a great fit for. Yeah. Whoa. You know, like they're yeah. a human being. And even if that doesn't happen, like add them to your network. Yep. You, you know, like if people know, if people like you, if they trust you, they respect you, you can revisit in six months. Freaking JD, bro. You know, JD, that like, dude, I inter- it's hilarious. Like, it's hilarious. I interviewed with him uh, two, not even an interview. We were just going back and forth on Messenger, but two, like two and a half years ago, he completely turned me away. He's like, nah, dude, garbage. <laughs> and that was a test, but I failed. Yeah. Right. But yeah. guess what I did six months later? I just reached back out. I'm like, hey, I took the feedback that you gave me based on the conversation we had. And this is what I'm implementing. Right. Right. And, and, and guess what? Like now we're still cool. Like that's how we know each other, you know, yeah. like, yeah. like, like, inter- like treat interviews, sales calls. It's all conversations like with, you know what I mean? It's all conversations and there's different, like, you know, like you could literally like have a sales call. Somebody doesn't qualify, whatever. And you know how, you know, the whole cliche, like, uh-huh. yeah, you know, if you're not a fit, we can refer you out that nobody does. Right. You can actually do that. Like, yep. okay, cool. They're not a fit. Like, guess what? I actually know somebody who I can connect you with. Right, <clears throat> they'll give me ten percent referral fee. <laughs> right, right, but it's it, but it's but a benefit it's to them yeah. because you solve they're solving their problem. People yeah. only pay if they're getting if they feel like you know they're getting more value than what they're putting out. Nobody yeah. pays a thousand dollars for a thousand dollars of value. I'm paying a thousand. I'm getting five in value. You know, right. so you so, hit something on the head though with with the JD uh-huh. and that test and that interview. Yep, yep. Another big thing that we forget in interviews in sales is that. The sales, the, the interviewer is going to give you objections yep. because what do we do in sales? What is our main job? 
handle objections. objections. <laughs> right? So if it, right, in bro. an interview, an interviewer says, hey, I'm sorry, I don't think you're the best fit for us. Um, we're looking for somebody who's got a little bit more experience or a little bit more of that you know, winning mentality. And, and they give you some line like that. Dude, that's an objection. How you handle that is yes or no. Yeah. Right. How you handle that objection right there determines whether or not you get pushed to the next round, whether or not you get a call back, whether or not you get an offer on that call. If you're just like, okay, all right, thank you. And you take that. That's what everybody else who's saying, pick me, pick me, please, 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 is doing. They're just taking that. Oh, God, top performer. Yeah. yeah. Keep going. Keep going. I'm top performer good. is going to be like, you know what? I'm not just no experience, no no will to win, none of that. I'm a top performer. And this is why I'm a top performer. And let me show you the things that you may have missed in our conversation that makes me a top performer. All of a sudden, you're like, okay, cool. All right, let's talk further about compensation and about blah, 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 and let's make this work. Yep. Dude, like, like, okay, we're talking about top performers. Like, guys, if you're watching this in, in the summer of 2022, like there is a recession coming and it's going to be bad. And guess what? There's a really good book called The Challenger Show that talks about a freaking concept that the best sales reps, the ones that people hire in a recession, are the sales reps that are willing to challenge their customers and change their perspectives. Mm -hmm. That's a valuable skill in relationships. That's a valuable skill in sales calls. That's a valuable skill in everyday relationships because you're giving people like, like you're, you're adding value by giving them different perspectives, by teaching them things like you got to be able to do that in the interview, right? No, like, like, and if you want to be like, if you've never done sales before, right? Like it's literally like somebody says, I, I don't think you're a fit. You don't have enough experience. Like not a problem. Yes. I, I hear you. Right. I, I hear you. And I guess when, when you say that, like, when you say it wouldn't be a fit, when you say like, there's not, you know, like the experience, like, do you mean that it's, uh, do you mean like you're looking for somebody who has done the job before? Do you, are you looking for like validation that I can do the job? Yes. Okay, cool. So here's proof that I can get you the job, mm -hmm. right? Here's an example of how I've done that before. And here's how I see us potentially working together would look like. Oh, yeah. Is that something Question for you? Question mm -hmm. for you. Because sure. we get this a lot when we're talking to new closers. How do I provide value for a business owner? And I don't have an interview yet. How can I provide value? How do you provide value? Do you mean like before, like before the interview, like creating content? Do you mean like in a conversation? Before the interview, like just give me ways on how I can provide value as a new salesperson in the industry. And I keep hearing, you got to provide value. You got to provide value. You got to provide value. How do I do that? I mean, dude, you can freaking like refer them clients, like figure out who their target clients are and like literally just refer them over to the company. Like if you don't even have enough connections or like really work ethic, cause you can find the people pretty easily going in like Facebook groups and stuff. But like, if you don't like, if for whatever reason you don't want to find like a referral, like you can literally just find their ads and comment on their stuff, right? Like write good reviews. Um, like you, you can share their stuff, right? Nobody shares their stuff. So you can share their stuff. Um, like literally you can, you can reach out like and it, it, the whole idea is figuring out what they value. Right. Because like, you know, a glass, a glass of water may be valuable to you, right? When you're really thirsty, it may not be valuable to you when you just drink one, right? So figure out like what's current in their life. Maybe they just released a book, mm -hmm. right? So like, like, hey, like, uh, you know, I just, 
I just bought your book. It was so good, right? This is like emotional value. Like it was so good. It really helped me in this area of my life. I actually recommend it over to five people that I know. So right? I got a story about that. Yep. So you know him, Thomas. He works for Undeniable Sales and Staffing, our staffing right. agency. He, right. he was on a live. A business yep. owner had a live on YouTube and they were talking to their clients and they were going through things kind of fast. Yeah. And all of the, the people watching were typing in the comments, where is this? Where can I get that? Where can I get that information? What did he say about this? What did he say about that? Mm -hmm. Thomas goes to Amazon, clicks the link to the guy's book, copies right. and pastes it into the live and says, hey, in chapter five, this is where he talks about that. And then he's <laughs> answering comments. Hey, in chapter seven, he talks about what he just said. Hey, in chapter 22, this is where he addresses that. Yep. Dude. People notice that shit. You. Yep. That is value. That's fire. The business owner was like, hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Blah, 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 blah. Let's talk about working together. Yep. Why? Because I just did something for you. I performed a service. And this is a saying that, that I've, I've heard once. I, I can't remember who said it, but I love it. You can't provide value unless you're serving people. Yep. If you're not serving people, you're not providing value. So find ways to serve them. And to serve them, what does that mean? find ways to give them what they need, to help them find what they need, to bring what they need to their attention and make sure that you're the one doing it so that they can look at you and say, man, that guy is a service provider. All of a sudden it's all clicking in. I can't be a service provider unless I'm serving people and serving people means giving value. So how do I give value? Become a service provider. Become a stalker. <laughs> like, dude, no, literally, literally, if, if you don't know somebody, if you look at their Facebook page, if you look at their Instagram feed, within a couple minutes, you're going to know what they value. You're oh, yeah. going to know, right? Like, like all the fitness stuff, like, dude, send them a hundred pound dumbbell. Like, Hey, like, you know what I mean? Like, like if you understand what they value or at least like what's important to them, like you at least get a response and start a conversation. Like yeah. if you ever do outbound or like, you know, like cold calls or whatever, like the most important thing ever is just starting a conversation. Cause once yep. you have the conversation, you get into your question track right? Like, okay, cool. Why are they here? What's the situation? What's the problem? What's the outcome they're looking to achieve? Why is it important to do it? Okay, cool. Pitch. Yeah. Right. Like literally all you're doing is starting a conversation. So like, if you can start the conversation and get them to like, like, like you and trust you to a certain degree or respect you, like want to commit 20 minutes of their day to you, like you're, you're good. You know, you're good. That's so how you like, get the girl. Yeah. Like, so I, I say this all the time, but it's like, soccer though. Don't, don't stalk her. No, don't stalk her. Initially. Don't stalk her. If you're listening or watching, do not stalk the girl. Here's, here's what you do, though. Here's how you do it. You don't just walk up to the girl first time you see her and be like, hey, I'm going to marry you. Let's get married right now. No, because you look like an idiot. She's going to slap you in the face or she's going to turn around and walk away. So how do you get to from, oh. I just seen this girl for the first time, to now we're in a relationship? How do you do that? Well, you get to, to watching where she goes, who she hangs around with, you know, what she orders from Starbucks. You get to say, okay, let's make sure that her friends know who I am. And when her friends know who I am, let me get in conversation with her friends. I don't even have to talk to her at this point. I just have to be all in and around her circle so that when the time is right, when she's ready to have a conversation with me, she's <laughs> going to come to me. Or when I approach her, now she's warm to me and I can have a conversation. And now instead of getting slapped or getting, she's gonna, just going to walk away, now I get a hi, I'm Victor. And I get, oh, hi, I'm so-and-so. Yep. And then I get to turn the charm on. Then I get to click on the communication. Then we get to have conversations. And then we get to build a relationship.
right? Yeah. But you don't build a relationship. Hi, I just met you. Let's get married. That's not how you build a relationship. Ow. That's how you build a case. <laughs> that's how you build a stock in life, bro. In the life. Real facts. No, dude. Um, I have a story with that too. Like, I like I don't know if you guys know Grant Cardone, right? Yeah interesting fellow like dude like the way he got his wife it was a 13 month long sales cycle and so like he, he was literally like he saw her he liked her let me take you out nope not interested too short whatever right one touch Probably, like right and you could always just move on do the next thing right like he literally like number one just kept reaching out so for, yep. for every i think it was every week or every month he would just call and leave a voicemail and like whatever right so every two weeks or every month, he would just call, leave a voicemail. Once he realized that didn't work, he started talking to her friends. Hey, yeah, you know, you know, I, I, you know, I like her, blah, blah, blah. And, and one, one day, like one of the guys, like, so first he talked to like one of her guy friends that actually liked her. And he was like giving weird, saying weird things. He's like, huh? But he gave a tip. He's like, okay, cool. Maybe I should talk to this person. He talked to her other friend, right? And when he talked to her other friend, her other friend was like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, she likes guns. He's like, huh, she likes guns. So guess what Mr. Cardone did? He rented and she was ignoring him for 13 months straight, completely yeah. ignoring him, right? He, he didn't even buy her gun, bro. He rented out an entire shooting range for the two of them for yeah. an entire day. They yeah. met up, I think within eight months, they got married, like nice. something crazy like that, right? But it was like, the, it was the shooting range, you know? And yeah. it's like, what do they value? So like, started, when I say stalking, it's a joke, right? But it's, it's true in a way where you're, you're, you're researching the same way you research a business owner to understand what's important to them. So you can say it in the conversation because mm -hmm. that resonates with them more, right? And people don't know about what you know. And so like, they know that you care. And the best way to show that you care is by actually knowing, acknowledging what's valuable to them, right? Like, yeah, yeah replay that. that that's quotable. Yeah. But, but literally, like, 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 if it's like, if you can, if you can, go to their circle of influence and understand what they value yeah like that's perfect right what's value Va value such a like a throwaway term value is different to everybody so figure out what they value like that's literally what you do on a sales call right like is. what are exactly. what is what does this person value and then when you're objection handling you're literally saying hey i totally understand that that's a concern however i know you mentioned that you wanted to achieve this thing that you value right? Like, what can we do to resolve this? So you can get that, right? Like, it's the same concept. You want this thing that you, it's the tie down to everything, bro. Yeah. Right. So you got to stalk them respectfully. Yeah. Do you your fucking research, you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're brand new. <laughs> yeah. And so people coming into sales, they, they think that it's this big industry with like all of these nuances and I have to know all of this information and I've got to know how to close a sales call. I've got to, you know, be able to have my NLP or, you know, NEPQ or whatever I have to know to be able to be good at any of this. And all of those things are helpful, but at the basis of sales, it's a conversation between one person and another person with a goal in mind. And that goal is to get from problem to solution. We are the bridge from problem to solution. That is our job. Our job is to walk them across our bridge so they can get to the solution that the business owner has provided. And that's all we're doing. And if you break it down in its base, simple aspects, sales is just that. It's nothing crazy. Yes, there's tips and tricks and scripts and all of those things, all of those things that kind of help people get better at it. But Master the conversation. Master how to talk to someone. Master how to 
listen and really just open up and let them talk to you and let them tell you what they need. When someone can tell you what they need, it's a lot easier to fulfill a need when you know what that need is. Yep. If I don't know what your need is, I can't read your mind. Dude, it's, it's fascinating too, because like, um, I just think like so much of, so much of like sales training, it, it just, it's just communication training, right? It's like, listen to what they value, yeah, right? Like elicit a certain emotion, but you would elicit that anyway in a normal conversation. The problem is that they don't know how to do that. The problem is that they're treating it like it's not a normal conversation. They're perceiving the person that have a higher status than them. They're yep. worried. They're so focused on themselves. They're not having the actual like, like combo, you know, so tied into the outcome. Yeah, dude. And it's like, it's just on interview. If you have that problem on interviews, you're going to have it on sales calls. Yep. Cause you're talking to like most of the time, that's the same, especially in digital marketing, right? Like yeah. it's, it's just a bunch of fucking coaches selling to coaches, selling to coaches. And like, you know what I mean? So like if everybody's selling to everybody, the, the same business owner you're selling to is going to be the same guy that's going to be buying your product. Mm-hmm. right basically the same person same avatar say so like so so if you can't have an equal conversation with them how are you going to have an equal you leading a little bit conversation with this guy to actually get him to pay you fucking 20 grand it's not going to happen so yeah. like uh, man it, the, the interview is a sales call bro and, and a sales call is just a conversation just a conversation and i think like because dude I've, I've done a lot of development bro I, I put a lot of money into like training like like the best development and training, bro, is just listening. It, it, it literally just listen to your calls and, and look at when you didn't sound like a normal human being. When did I miss like simple shit? Right. right? And why did I miss it? And how, how do I address it? Right. And, and like, that's the best way to get better. Cause a lot of the rest of the stuff is common sense. You know the what I mean? Best salespeople are the best communicators. Yep. By far. Yeah. Dude you ever notice that the guys who have been in business for a while, they never really done sales specifically, but they've been in business. They've talked to a lot of people. Like they yeah. understand how to read a room. Like they come in, they're doing, they're, they're, they're cracking half a million in commissions, bro. Their first year, yeah. you know? And, and, and like, I don't know if you know who Wes Watson is. You, yes. you know? Yeah. Dude, Wes Watson. It's freaking training me. See these guns. These are Wes Watson guns. <laughs> no, but dude, like, so I'm going through his, his, his program. It's, it's like a training thing. And like, like, literally like he'll tell us like he was in jail for 10 years the whole time he was doing personal development and like leading these guys who were like like you know you know what i mean like like lifelong felons like murderers right he's leading them he's screaming at them he's getting them like like doing things they've never done before out of their comfort zone reading personal development like six hours a day like doing hard things you know And, and um like within a couple months of getting out of jail for 10 years this dude had a hundred thousand dollar a month business where he was the only salesperson Mm-hmm. to this date that you know he to this date bro i think he's, he's getting close to like a million dollars a month or, or more you know and he's the only sales guy yeah and, and he never did none of the sales training bro i think he said he, he read like three or four books in jail like a million times you know like like seven habits of like it's communication you know it, it, it really comes back to communication bro and i think there's um like I, I think if you want to be like the world's best salesperson, like you can go that route and you can study the fuck out of it in every possible way. But I, I just don't think it's necessary. Like, you know what I mean? Cause there's so many people in business that I know that are like, they, they understand sales and they study it, but they're not masters, but they yeah. make a bunch of money, you know? So you know it's funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All what? the sales, all the sales training, all of the 
the scripts, all of that in the world can be narrowed down to like four to seven sales books. Yeah. It's all there. Uh, man, I got one for you, bro. <laughs> of course. I'm going to put my affiliate link in the comments, bro. <laughs> Dude, like, like here's, a, here's a really good one, bro. Like uh, This guy. Like, dude, like, like spin selling. Like, yeah. Yeah. this covers everything you'll see in most sales books, bro. Like, and it's so simple. It, it's like... Spin selling, natural selling, all of the... It's all the uh, <laughs> Don't get me started on natural selling. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, dude, like, yeah. like, like all of it, you know, Socratic selling, like, uh, you know, any of um, uh, uh, Brian Tracy stuff, like yep. it, it's all the same stuff over and over again, you know? And, and I think like, if you just, if you just focus on having, cause bros, I know so many people they get into this weird cycle where they're just watching, like they're watching a bunch of content because they're trying to like master like the information and the script and the process, yeah. right? I, I think like if you're a very, very logical human being and you're not that emotional, I think you're able to really just kind of follow a process very rigidly and get results, bro. But right. I, I just had, but I've known, I haven't been able to do that. And I found that like the people that are more emotional that really crush it in sales, like they, they really do. Like their process isn't like exactly exactly the same every time like they have like almost like a mental checklist that they check off right yeah. but yeah. like it, it's a lot more like you could feel that they care right it's a lot more like empathetic and I don't think you can do that following a rigid structure I think that I, I think it comes from like sales IQ emotional intelligence communication skills um right, right. I agree you know and yeah. and I don't know how this became like a sales like but but that ties back to interviews because all the interview is is, is, is it's a sales call right That's all and, it is you know that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all. And and that's the, the best part about the interview is knowing that it's just a sales call. I can get on there with no pressure because I've prepared for my sales call. I know all the right questions to ask. I know all the answers to the questions they're going to ask me. Now, all I'm doing is having a conversation from one person who's probably stressed, a little tired, had a long day to another person who's refreshed and ready and ready to go. So if I can make them feel something about me as an individual, all that other stuff will work itself out. All the experience, all the objections, all of that stuff, that works itself all out. If I can make you feel something about Victor at the end of the day, you know, if at the end of the day, you lay your head down on your pillow and you're like, man, that guy, Vic, even though I might not hire him right now, I, I like him. I'm going to put him wherever I'm going to put him. I'm going to do something for him to help him out because he did something for me today and made me feel good. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Like, like, it, it, you know, that what's that saying? Like, nobody cares. Like, um, no, nobody cares. Uh, nobody really cares about what you know. Or yeah, people forget. Yeah, pe people forget what you tell them in like a day or two, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Something like that. I probably butchered it, but you know, like, you it, 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 feeling is life's currency, bro. You know how much money people pay to feel good, bro? Oh, dude, there's a whole industry structured around it. There's a whole planet structure around it, bro. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. Right, soon, soon, Mark, we're gonna have two planets like that, bro. Elon Musk <laughs> freaking freaking out here, like repopulating the planet, bro. My guy's got like 10 kids and shit, you know, like, like, dude, like it, it's crazy, bro. But um, yeah, guys, I, I think the I, I think one of the biggest like values for like everybody here is like like if you're new and, and you're jumping into interviews, like this is a chance to prove your sales skills. And if you're not getting past the interview, like you, you got to work on your skills, 
And I think like, hell, if you can record the interview, that's perfect. You can like review it, get somebody else to review it for you. And like, just understand how communication works. Like these two books, I think these two books are a great place to start. Like, you know, these are these two books, bro. I feel like that, like, it it doesn't take your, your whole life savings. Like as long as you have a certain level of commitment, Cause you know what I mean? Like a lot of people, they have to pay money to feel committed, bro. Like you just fucking yeah. commit. Like, what's your goal? Where do you want to be? Like, make it, you know what I mean? Like, um, it, it's so much simpler than, than people are making it out to be. Um, but man, with these interviews, bro, like you gotta, if you're brand new, like you, you gotta show, not tell that, you know, your shit. Right. You know, and, and one of the best ways to do that is if get as many interviews as you can and, and exactly. ask for feedback on every single one of them. Ask them how you think they, how they think you did. Ask them if there's anything that you could do to get better. And just take all of that and process it and get forward and, and move forward and then actually implement those things. And make sure that on the next interview, you're, you're better than the last one. And then all of a sudden, now you're taking interviews and you're turning down offers because you've You've proven that you're good enough to do this and you don't even have to ever have sold a thing, right? Everybody gets, everybody gets a job before they've sold one thing. You realize that? Everybody does. That's how they start in this industry. You start from having no experience to finding a job that gives you experience. How do you do that? You do that by getting better and better and better and mastering in, in the interview and by killing the interview. If you can crush the interview, boom. If I can challenge that lightly, I think, there is one thing that you have to sell though, before you sell anything else. And it's yourself. And yeah. the way you sell yourself is the same way that you, you make a pitch, right? You figure out what's important to them and you, you align the qualities you have that deliver on that thing to them. Yep. <clears throat> right. Um, and that's like the most, honestly, that's like, that's probably the hardest, like the hardest thing in sales, like pairing, like your solution to exactly what they need, as opposed to just throwing a solution at somebody. Because that's what people do on the interview. Yeah, you know, I'm a hard worker. I know my shit. I'm I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that, I'm this, I'm that. That's what people do on a sales call. Yeah, you get this feature, this feature, this feature. Selling a car, right? Like like everything, dude, it's a fail. You need to tailor your solution and you're the solution to what you need. And and it's, by the way, bro, one one thing that you said is interesting too. Um, Like you, you said, um, and and I think after after this, we can kind of just cut it because we're we're getting close to the hour mark, but like you you said something that was interesting. It was, um, like, unless you got another point to make, of course, I'm just fucking going, but, um, (laughs) like if you ask for feedback on the interview, you know what that does? That leaves the door open because now they like you and they're like, oh, wow, this guy asked for feedback. And it gives you the chance to go back and say like, Hey, I took your feedback and I implemented Mm -hmm. it right? I took your feedback and I implemented it. This is the results I got. Thank you. And then you can just have the conversation because guess what? They don't just have one problem, right? Because they hire you because they're trying to solve a problem. Yeah. I need to be closer. They have other problems. I got to get my marketing dialed up. You know what? I got to, I need to get a CMO. You, you, you know what? Um, our, uh, like we're really kind of struggling to scale. Um, you, you know what? And those are all problems where if you just connect somebody that you talk to, like if you interview with somebody, right? You can literally interview with somebody and then they tell, you no. but like you ask for feedback, you have the relationship, you can connect them to somebody else that you interviewed with and actually get paid for connecting them. So by taking these two interviews, you made money, even if nobody gave you a gig, right? Like, like, dude, like, like you're a business owner. This is a paradigm shift. 
No yeah. more interview. It's a conversation as a business owner where you're building yeah, relationships. Provider. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like no more. And, and here's like a big breakthrough for me, right? Like it sucks just getting paid once a month or a week by one person or one company. It's nice to get, to get a check like, like this day and this day and this day. You know what I mean? And, and the easiest way to do that is by building a network. Yep. You know, Be, being yep. a business, like, like you need to treat what you're doing like a business owner as opposed to like the employee, because the employee is always lower status than the employer. The employer right. holds their lifeline, right? When you're, when you're on equal ground, when you're both business owners, you're, you're supporting each other. They can actually ask you questions. Hey, dude, what are your thoughts on this? You know, somebody respects you when they value your feedback and opinion. Yeah. 100%. You know? And it's like, it's like having them value your opinion and, and giving you that respect is a game changer. That's exactly what they need is they need someone to just value me, just value me and respect me just a tiny bit. Because if you, if I've shown you just a tiny bit of value, I can build on that value. If I haven't shown you any value whatsoever, I have nothing to build on. Right. Yep. So as, as a new person coming in, looking at a business owner, I'm like, all right, let me find a way to show the tiniest bit of value. And I can build on that. And business owners are looking for people to do that. Business owners are looking for people to connect them because they don't have the time to do so. You do them a favor. And Hunter said this today, Hunter L said this today. He said, you do a business owner a favor by networking with them because they don't have the time to find people. They don't have the time to be connected, like to go out and search. That's what they hire people for. And you're doing, you're doing it for free, hooking them up. And then that's value to them. So they want to give you back value. We are humans. We inherently want to give back value when it's given to us. Yeah. Right? We're not stingy with our value. When someone gives us value, we want to give it back to them because we feel like we owe them something. We don't want to be debtors. Like we don't like being in debt to people. So what do we do? We try to give them value back, even if it's a small amount of value. I got, guys, I got, I got one more book for you guys. <laughs> I got one more book for you. Like karmic management. This book talks about a principle that says like the best way to get ahead in business, because you're not an employee, you're not getting hired. You're a business owner now, right? The best way to get ahead, to get ahead in business is to give, like literally give what you want. Give what you give, like literally give to the like other people working alongside you give to your employer give to your customers like give to like supply like just become that person that gives value all the way around yeah right and and, and so it's it's really interesting what you said too bro um like you, you were saying about the um uh just, just when, when you're getting the game bro um it, it's just uh, I, I say we call it there. My brain is off. <laughs> awesome. My awesome. Brain is off. Guys, this was awesome. I hope you enjoyed this. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I really do enjoy yeah. these conversations. Um, I, I, before, this is the point I was going to make. I'm, I'm going to make it because I, I just feel like it's important. Um, if somebody, if the biz, like, dude, I had, I had a call, right? I had a call with, with a seven, you know, seven figure agency guy, right? Like I had a call with him. Like, if a business owner asks you, like, what are your thoughts on this? They're not going to be like, you know, when, you know, when somebody's not sure about you, bro? Yeah. And, and they're like, they're kind of forcing you to qualify yourself. Hey, uh, uh, do a role play with me. Hey, hey, uh, 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 hey, hey, uh, 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 hey, what's your background? What's your experience? They don't do that. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they assume that you can do the job. Yeah. Right. Because, because like them asking questions, being like they, you know what I mean? So like, guys, like, keep, like if they're like, you want to 
be it, you want to be in a place where they're asking you questions. I mean, Hey, so this is actually kind of what we have right now with the Facebook, uh, you know, kind of with the marketing systems that we have now, like, or like, uh, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's scalable or, or how, how do you see that kind of working like long-term? If, if they're asking you that, bro, you're doing something right. Cause yeah. now you, you know what I mean? And that doesn't happen on an interview that happens on a conversation between two business owners. So yeah. I want to wrap it up with that. Any last points before we jump off? Awesome. Listen, I, I think that interviews are something that everybody can get better at. Everybody can grow at. And if you're looking for, if you're a salesperson, you're coming in and you're struggling to find people to interview for, and you're struggling to get interviews, you're struggling to get in front of businesses, hit us up. Undeniable Sales and Staffing has openings right now. We're hiring people right now for businesses that we have already connected with. So all we have to do is connect you with that business. The link to apply will be in the description. Fill that out. And we will get back to you with the next steps. Oh, guys, breaking news. Breaking news. I got some news for you, fucks. No, so guys, I am going to Costa Rica in exactly 30 days. I'm going to be at a four-day retreat. Um, it, you know, Damon John's going to be there, Kevin Harrington, a bunch. It's going to be at a luxury resort in Costa Rica. Freaking beautiful infinity pool, a bunch of like millionaires. Um, I'm going to be there. If you guys want to come down, it's six grand. All right. I got you with a discount code. We can make it five. Just, just, I'm going to drop my like Facebook below if you want to message me for it. But guys, in 30 days, I'm going to be there. I am attending. I am paying for my own travel and everything there. Um, I recommend you come. It's going to be a blast. So um, feel free to come by. Appreciate you guys. This is the Sales at Home podcast episode two. See you guys later.